Welcome back to The Grinder, guys. We're about to jump into The Grindhouse with a very special guest. Um, and when I say that, I mean he is doing a lot of special things, doing a lot of good things, especially with the world that we live in currently. He is uh, bringing a lot to the table that's going to be beneficial for schools and for humanity in general. But before we jump into our guest today, I'm going to introduce co-host with the most, James Chapman. Good morning, good morning. Doing great, man. You know, just uh, living the American dream over here and getting to spend a little time with you. No insults this morning from you? So, Bink, what do yeah. you have What do you have going on? Man, I see that Bink name's really, you're really liking that name. Yeah. You know, it's really grown on me. I hated that name as a kid, but uh, I, I think I'm going to, maybe I'm going to get me a full back tattoo with, with Bink. <laughs> what do you think? I wish you would. Yeah, we both know that's not going to happen. All right, man. Well, let's jump into it. We got an awesome guest. I'm ready to hear his story, what he's doing. Um, let's let's jump into it. Let's do it. What's going on, Josh? Hey, what's up, guys? So, uh, give us a give us a little bit of background on who you are, what you've done, and then we'll run into what you're doing currently, man. Right on. Um, I, uh, man. It's like where to start. Um, I uh, joined the Navy around 2002, 2003. Um, I went straight into the buds. I went straight into the whole pipeline. Um, always wanted to be a SEAL. And, uh, um, man, I did my first deployment, did my second deployment. Then after that, I uh, was asked to start a pilot program for Group 2, which is the East Coast um, SEAL team. So that's Team 2, Team 4. Team Eight and Team Ten, and uh, it was me and another cat. And um, keep in mind, we're starting the tactics and the TTPs. Hey, how are we going to implement this fur missile uh, into our unit? And uh, so we went through training, which is your standard law enforcement training. Um, went through that. We turned out that that was gay. Um, it's not going to work in our environment. So we had to change some shit up. Um, let's see. Uh, deployed three times with a dog. So um, I did a total of five, you know, eight-month deployments, um, seven-month deployments. And, uh, I mean, shit, one of, or two of them were back-to-back. Um, and got out in 2010. Um, I got fired from my first canine job. Um, as I said, fuck it. Hey, can I, can I cuss on this? You Please, okay. All right. Um, said fuck it and uh, started my own uh, uh, started my own business and wanted to do it my own way, kind of because I wanted to change the system. I wanted to change how uh, how the canines were being implemented and in, in, in our in our same unit, um, and I wanted to change the style of dog. So, turns out that nobody was on board with that on the civilian side and. Um, Next thing you know, I'm uh, I'm starting my own brand uh, here. I call it the real world. Uh, I start my own uh, canine brand. So they got the Apache brand, the Eudorus brand. Um, and then when we come down to the active shooter, uh, or here, let me back that up. So uh, 2011, I started my own company. I went to uh, 2012, I went to Iowa. So I'm in Southern Iowa. Uh, tried to, to I tried to reproduce 
uh, my own dog that I wanted, my style of dog, because this is something that's hard to find. Not to say that nobody wants that style of dog. It just means that to, to have this dog and to find this dog, it's a gem. It's a different drives. It's different um, regardless. Anyway, so I tried to reproduce. So I did a natural breeding process. Like I'm only 20% um, I could find this dog out of litter. So I have 11 dogs. I'm lucky to find two. Um, and when you're a kennel or a business who supplies dogs, uh, to multiple law enforcement agencies or home protection, that doesn't do you any good. That doesn't make you any money. So anyway, to make a long story short, I got tied in with the cloning. Um, once when uh, Viagen approached me um, to start for the working dog world, they wanted to, to get some data on the clone. So Viagen is now, uh, they do the cloning because at first they, they did it out there in South Korea. Um, they licensed it out to South Korea. So now they changed the laws and uh, here in the United States. So now Viagen solely does it themselves. They don't license it out. They do it themselves here in the United States. So I'm the first kennel uh, to have these uh, clone dogs in the United States. Um, wow. So they approached me to do this. And um, at the end of the day, um, I've got some data. I've been doing it for three years. So now I've gotten good data on the fact that this is a proven um, concept when it comes down to the working dog role. I'm consistently getting the same dog, right? Not the fact that they are trying to figure out cloning in dogs. I mean, they've been doing it for a long time. So that's proven. I'm talking about applying this genetics is coming down to each canine and I'm getting value from each canine consistently. Um, and then once when that happened, then I started to develop my brand because so now I'm proving myself that, Hey, I can pr consistently produce this canine, uh, for, for clientele. So you have the Apache brand and Eudora's brand. Now that taps into the active shooter. Um, I was approached by two cops that I kind of knew, um, from Minnesota. Okay. One of them's a canine guy and one of them's not a canine guy. Uh, the canine guy, uh, knew that this is a type of what we want this canine to do. It's very, it's not your standard concept that you typically see in law enforcement. It's not, uh, he knows this because he's been doing it for a very long time. And he knew with my style, the Morton method, uh, and a style of dog that I have that I was the only one that's going to be able to do this with my background. I see, I got, I'm tapped into both worlds. I have canine and I have the experience because this type of situation is very dynamic and very, very, um, warlike and the only you got to have this background to recognize certain things that some people don't even know and that's even law enforcement um, that they're not trained to do yeah they may go through a class I get it but if you don't see this type of action and been through it um, you miss small things once when these active shooters uh, this stuff was happening and going down I kind of knew um, how I could be involved but once again it just took somebody to ask me can you do this I was like, Roger that. Uh, so I developed the system to uh, with my clones, and I've proven that system, and now I'm implementing it. So Oof. there you go. That's kind of a bit long story, short story. Josh, I mean, that definitely sounds – I'm simple-minded. That was very, very technical. Mm -hmm. Let's back up really quick. When you say you couldn't find the style of dog, so are we talking about, like, the, the type of breed, how it's crossed over, or are we talking about temperament? 
that we're talking about genetics. Like, so yes, temperament is a good word, uh, personality, um, and drive. So drives typically what you see when, so when you go select a dog, what your standard is, they do a lot of things out of possession drive and prey, right? So that means prey. What's prey? Movement, right? A lot of things, making noise. So when, obviously, when things are happening, people are running. You got little kids. You have a lot of stimulus that stimulates a dog with prey and possession, okay? So the dogs that I like and that I'm looking for is uh, dogs that are neutral to people. So dogs that are are not mean dogs. They're not prey. So that means if you give them a tennis ball, they're like, Hey, what's up? And then they'll just spit it out. There's no value in the actual item that they have in their mouth. The value is the hunt. So what's the hunt? The hunt is, could be using their nose. It could be using visual stimulus. There's a lot of things um, that these, uh, that could be labeled as hunt. So what my point is the value is in the hunt and not the possession. So that means is, is that if you teach that dog to go through all these people and all this stimulus, you get the reward at the end, which is at the end of the tunnel, which is the shooter, right? right? Which is that person you want to engage. So now we teach, you have to have a dog that has fight. So you teach that dog to um, uh, fight that person at the end of the tunnel, whatever it is, how I teach that dog to do it. So therefore, you got to ha- uh, start off with hunt. The dog has to have high hunt to the point where what's an example of high hunt? You, you take a dog out of a kennel, he instantly starts smelling the ground, and he starts searching, regardless if he's trained or not, meaning he, if he's not trained, he's going to do it no matter what. doesn't matter. That dog's hunting for something, right? right? So the hunt has value. What's another example? Dog is hunting, hunting, hunting. You put a tennis ball out there in the field. The dog gets to the tennis ball and then keeps hunting. Okay, so that is my point of uh, that is something that your typical law enforcement um, in your typical sport dog world, they don't appreciate. What they want, they want points, meaning how deep a dog can bite and how hard the dog bites and uh, because it looks good, right? right. But in turn, they got to use a cattle prod to take the dog off the bite. Right. There, that to me is not impressive. What's impressive is the shit that uh, I do with these dogs. That to me is impressive. You ain't going to get points on on the heart of the bike. Right? I mean, it's it's, it's it sounds, on the heart of the dog. So it sounds like to me. I mean, it it sounds like it's it's some more intellectual. Yes. Me. Yes, you're exactly right. The intelligence is just the the fact that I can what I can get these dogs to do immediately, and it takes me less time. Um, because it's a good point because I'm, I'm selling trained clones at night or the one was nine months, but average at 10 months old, that's fully trained. That's tracking, bite work, building searches, everything a normal police dog can do at 10 months old. And the last one I just did at nine months. Because I mean, that's what I see. I mean, civilian world, um, uh, of course I don't, uh, you know, in the military world, I mean, you definitely wanted somebody who could, who was physically fit, but. The, yep. the, the guy that had the intuition, the smartest guy seems like it was always the guy just like anywhere else would go the, go the furthest. Yeah, he was always there. Yeah. He, he was around. Yeah. He may not been, uh, that one that everybody talked about. You're yeah. Right. Uh, he was the one that was just always there. Right. I agree. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good, uh, analysis. From somebody who has no experience with working dogs, 
okay, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming most of our listeners do not. How, how important is a dog in a combat situation, in a police situation? Like, I mean, how truly, how big of an asset is that? It is very, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw something at you. I would probably say um, the other 80% is the handler. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the, it's a team effort. There's no doubt about it. Because if you just give this dog free reign, He's going to fuck you over, meaning he's going to – he's an animal at the end of the day. If you give him too much free reign, be careful what you wish for. It's like if you want to send that dog down in that area over there, just be careful because you may not want to turn that page. You may not be ready for it. So my point is is that it is a team effort. There's no doubt about it. Um, but the handler has to have confidence in the dog, and the dog has to have an understanding of his job and what he's supposed to do. So meaning if – you send that dog in a room and there's somebody in that room, that dog passes that individual, somebody, people could die. So um, it's important for that dog to be on point and understand its job clearly. And then uh, that being said, the handler, I focus my training on handlers. I'm trying to create leaders and it's not easy. There's because there's some people that, um, that are made for this and there's some people that are not and they're in this position uh, because it is what it is and that's what I get and that makes me a better instructor or a better trainer um, but uh, um, I, I, I just think a lot of it comes from the handlers and that's what I focus my training on and now that I can relax now that I've got great clone dogs that are very very smart and then it makes you look good and they pull handlers through but at the end of the day it takes a good handler from what I've always heard is the personality of the handler does carry down leash. Is that, is that like a, a real thing? Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah. I'll buy that. You know, if somebody's agitated um, and somebody is uh, just don't feel like being there, I'll buy that over time. Right. Meaning right. not just right when they grab the leash, the dog does have a personality and then right. yes, over time it does run down leash and you're just kind of like, what is going on? You know? Right. So I wouldn't so, believe that five years ago. I would be like yeah. negative. You know what I mean? But uh, I realized how much value um, the handler has over time. So. Yeah. And that's, I think that's important to uh, understand whether you're dealing with like a normal dog or if you're dealing with a dog that, that is in a uh, active shooter situation or, you know, if you're just working with a canine in general, I think that's important to, to kind of yeah. take a note on. And another thing I've been told, you get the dog that you deserve. So my point is, is that you may have a great, amazing dog, but you get out what you put into it. Right. You get the dog you deserve. Right. It's, it's- I find it absolutely fascinating, uh, you know, applying this back to our listeners that, man, what a, what a roadblock when you're going, okay, I need this style of dog. I can only get 20%. This is never going to work. It seems like an absolute dead end. And the solution that was worked towards you know, I mean, I, that just goes to show everybody, like when you hit a dead end, you know, start looking at things from different angles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They rely too much on the dog and, and there's police departments. They wonder why that, you know, it's a shit show when it's like, well, you need to get the handler to look in the mirror. You know, they ever, you know, everybody puts the blame on the dog when hey, it's the handler. Who's controlling? You know, yeah. The vendor. It, yep. And you can even take it a step further and say, okay, the vendor where we bought the dog from, did he set us up for failure? Or did he set us up for success? 
that's also important as well. But at the end of the day, at the end state, it's the handler. And I totally uh, uh, make everybody aware of that. Right. Meaning that everybody who goes through my program, uh, my handlers uh, who are under uh, my umbrella, uh, umbrella monthly training and stuff like that. I, all the responsibility, it's not the dog. The dogs are legit for the most part. There's, right. I mean, there's some cases that the dogs are not. But. You know, I'm just interested. I mean, what, what got you down this road? What, what made you go into, into this business? Honestly, uh, it helped me with getting out of the military. If you go to my compound, it's like a ready room. You know, I have a 10,000 square foot training building. I've got a classroom that's got, that just mirrors the things that I had that helped me go work every day that I looked up to and that I needed. So when I got out, the transition, it wasn't easy. So I just developed my own thing that I saw overseas. I, I have my training, my training building has the exact same scenarios that I always mess with me overseas. Friends of mine died in um, that it's set up the exact same thing. So that way I can keep thinking it and, and not just, it's, it's a good thing is what I'm saying. It right. helps me think about these things. And yeah, it, it kind of shields me from the real world. I get it, but over time it's starting to help and it just makes me busy. So right. I'm going to tell you, that was the real reason why I got in, into that realm. Um, and then it just kind of, you know, snowballed from there to where it's like, I'm actually helping people here. I'm actually helping law enforcement. I'm happy. You know, I'm actually this active shooter. I'm helping trying to save lives and I'm trying to apply these things that I've learned into here, which is, I get it. It's warlike situation and it's the reality. And we just need to, you know, find a way to deal with it. And this was my way of doing it. This is my way of, of saying, Hey, I have this capability. Um, I'm not selling just dogs to schools. I'm selling a canine team. So I focus on handler training. The handlers are very, very important. They're professionals. You know, they're guys who, uh, um, that are not just training canine. They're trained in how to deal with the situation, even if they don't use the canine. Just because you hear gunshots doesn't mean you're releasing a dog. There's right. way more to this game than what people are perceived to see on TV, but it's all good. What I want to kind of jump into is the you, – you just brought up the whole school situation, and, and yeah, we've heard in the news about the, the active shooter situations. We've heard about – what's going on. Um, and there's always, there's always someone has something to say about it, right? Someone has something to uh, tie in. Oh, this is the problem. This is the problem, but they're not really coming up with solutions that make sense. Right. And a lot of it is tied into, you know, the gun situation. Oh, it's a gun's fault. When in, in, in reality that that makes zero fucking sense. Absolute zero sense. When, you know, if, if someone's killed by a cop, no one blames the gun. They blame the officer, yeah. right? And a lot of that analogy, like, I don't think a lot of people actually touch base on that. Everybody gets so caught up in the officer when it's the, it's not the same situation. But if you if you look at it in the sense of, guess what's going on? Someone died, and there was a gun involved, right? No one's blaming the gun in that situation. And so I think, I think there's a lot of things that go around, but nothing comes to a solution like you've brought up here. And that was one of the reasons that I wanted to reach out to you and bring you on was that simple thing that you, you've come up with a, with a solution, a way to prepare for that worst case scenario. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's not, and, and I've had to, because I've been told, I've been approached and saying, well, does the dog, you know, do you need, actually need a dog like that? Uh, why can't you just get a shelter dog or why can't you just get a detection dog? Uh, because it's just the dog and the handler or, or just the dog itself is a deterrent. Um, and it's just like, well, you know, I, to me, it's like these dogs, this active shooter, uh, this canine team and the dog in specific, they do narcotics and they're trained on explosive on both. Okay. So we, they do that. Um, and then they have the, the, the canines are social, you know, meaning they're, they are neutral to people. So what I'm saying is they're not these dogs that have to be muzzled when kids are petting it, you know? Um, and then you have the dog that's capable of taking down the shooter. So you, you have, you have everything all in the one package. So, and so what I'm separating it as the reason why you, we just can't have any dog because it takes a specific dog. So I'm relating it to like a Navy SEAL compared to um, a basic infantryman, you know, um, a person that, Hey, this is their skill set. That's great. There's value to that. There's no doubt about it, but check this out. Here's this skill set. So you have this, so you have your basic infantryman skill set, right? And then you have your Navy SEAL who has a certain specific skill set that can do everything that the infantryman can and can do all these other things that below. And then not only that, now something that's better um, and even more. Yeah, it may cost a little bit more, but the, the point is, is that if something happens, it can be reacted and it could be dealt with immediately because right. it's a dynamic situation and it comes with a dynamic result. And the handlers are ex-veterans. That's, that's the number one thing that we're, um, that we're pushing is the fact now you have an individual who, who's been and seen this and that can deal with it. doesn't mean that we have to use the dog. The dog is only a tool. So you're, once again, and that's why I'm going back to when we first started, that the handler needs to be a leader. You know, and typically your veterans, they're, they're trained to be leaders. I mean, it's a, it's, we have a different look. So what I'm saying is, is that I'm not, I'm not putting down law enforcement. I'm not putting down because they're even non-law enforcement because they're great leaders out there that doesn't have a military background. But I'm just stating the fact that we have guys who's been overseas and that has seen the situation has dealt with the situation and has been through it. And that, that holds value because there's a lot of people who raise their hands and say they want to do this, but there's also, you take that percentage and it's going to decrease when there's going to be people that's going to rise to occasion. Right. Look, what I, what I'm catching from it though, I know, I know you're saying, well, there's great, you know, uh, non-veterans and all that, but the point is you develop a solution that can work and that's how the solutions laid out. But I do like the fact, you know, something I think to take note of is yes, the dog is an animal, but it, 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 you know, look at it as a a tactical piece of equipment. Am I right? Yep. It's a tool. Yeah. And you don't always need the tool, you know, uh, the tool will be effective if you do use it. Don't get me wrong, but I just, the, the, when people see this video or they, they see this and they don't read all the way through it, they just think, well, the dog's just running around through the building. It's like, well, the dog has support. You know, um, there's a lot of things that's going on here. And that's why um, uh, I just, uh, you know, 
it is what it is. It, yeah. And I mean, even, I mean, if we even zoom out far enough, I mean, you could even say that about any part of our, you know, taking it back to military. I mean, any part of our military at a certain level, you know, 10,000 foot overview, it's tools for different jobs and they are human beings and they're important and each one of them matter in a certain scenario. They are, they are a tool fulfilling a job to do something at a certain level. And it's also, I mean, you got to weigh that. You got to look at it both ways. I mean, would you agree with that, Josh? Well, absolutely. Yeah. When you use that tool, it's very important that you're trained to do it. That's all. When there's a time and place for it. And that's where a lot of the training comes in at, uh, in this program. And that's just not active shooter. I mean, that's even law enforcement. I have the Morton method is applied. It's pretty much the same. Now, some active shooter skill sets are a little bit different than law enforcement. But my point is the Morton method is still applied um, even in law enforcement. So I'm teaching the same concept with, even with law enforcement. Um, and it's, it's been very effective. We've had dogs on the streets that produce efficiently. Um, uh, so I mean, that has a lot of clout, you know? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think anytime an additional buffer can be put there to, um, you know, it's not about sacrificing animals here, but I mean, anytime additional buffer can be there. So somebody can go back home to their family. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And I'll, I'll take that over all day long. I'll take a dog being shot. Um, and, uh, all day long than, than a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and it's ironically, there's a lot of people that's saying that, that that's not right. And it, it's mind boggling to me. I don't under, I, I don't get it. Yeah. I really don't. But now instead of losing sleep over it, I just move on with my life. Yeah, and just no, absolutely. Because I did. But. Well, I will say, I mean, I know we've jumped around a little bit. I mean, this is a very fascinating subject. Um, what I do find fascinating, specifically towards veterans, but I mean, this applies to anyone. I, I applaud the fact, I mean, being a veteran myself, I, I applaud the fact of, you know, you're talking about, hey, when I got out, I had to just dive into something. I had to dive in it hard. And there's a lot of guys who had to do that. I was very, very fortunate. I had a good sport system and I had something I could really go to work on. And I just, just dove in head first as hard as I could. And it kept my mind clear and kept me on point. Um, and I definitely didn't have it bad compared to a lot of individual, a lot of stuff that people were trying to figure the fuck out and get out of their head, you know? So, um, and I watch friends that come back and really struggle because they didn't have something to, to get passion on and push forward toward towards. So, I mean, I think that applies for anybody. You know, if you're looking for something, you think you got a solution, or you see an issue, you know, dive into it. And I know it's especially tough for veterans because you come from so much discipline and good leadership and brotherhood and all those things and staying focused and staying on point and driving hard to achieve something. You, you got so much to offer the world. Make sure you're fucking giving it, you know, your time is not over because your job in the military is over. Fucking find something, get passionate about it and still keep giving to the world. I agree with that, but you, you know, I wouldn't expect it to get a lot of kickback. You know, like, it just, it just seems like there's, I had to, I mean, it took me so long to get the foot in the door and, and I realized uh, the, the shit ain't easy, but, but uh, man, it's almost like uh, it well, without going on a tangent, I'm just saying it wasn't as easy as I thought. I didn't expect so much kickback. I'm not talking about just in the active shooter stuff. You know what I mean? I, I realized that not everybody's going to agree with it. And, 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 uh, uh, and you know, you're dealing with a lot more people that doesn't 
know anything about this as though they're just going to be like, nay. But I'm talking about meaning a lot of kickback on trying to get the foot door in law enforcement. When I first started, it was just more of, um, I'm just surprised. That That's all I'm saying. Um, there's still companies, there's still law enforcement that doesn't want nothing to do with me because I have max military. Just strange to me. That's yeah. all. Um, even though I have, I'm not uh, full throttle. Like we, we were always, the escalation of force is just the same, if not even more stringent, you know, um, and they just have the perception probably through movies, you know, of what a, a military guy has trained to do, I guess. Yeah. I but that's surprising when you, when you said that it's not just about proving myself, meaning I understood that, but it was just even getting a foot in the door was uh, me knocking on the door just to even get a meeting uh, 20 times, you know, to wow. strength. I mean, and, and you would think um, you would think it'd be a little bit easier for, you know, military people to be able to come back into, you know, the workforce or, or whatever it may be. You think it'd be simpler. This is what I did over here. That doesn't affect anything that I have coming over here other than the simple fact that you would think it'd be better. Yeah. Yeah. I, but it is difficult. Um, only let's say I'll give you an example. Like, like a veteran would be a great, uh, like a sacker at a grocery store. You know what I'm saying? Constantly moving. I only reason like, cause that's what I envisioned myself. <laughs> if I, uh, when I got back, if this canine stuff wouldn't work, I would just, I was like, I'm going to be a sacker. Cause you're just constantly boom. You're just thinking about, okay, what is it that you're going to put in here? Just the mind's just working. Bam, bam. Be like, that's a beautiful sack. <laughs> you know, I, and you just keep going. Where's the next one? Boom. Right there. Where's yeah. the next one? You have all these choices, you know, and you're helping people. I just, in my mind, if I didn't do this, that's what I would be. But, uh, the, here's, I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback off of what you're saying. Um, I think a lot of it is, has to do is because it's because it's not um, challenging. A lot of things are just not challenging enough. At least I'm just talking about me and, and the guys that I know and not just SEALs. I mean, I've met a lot of uh, military cats and worked with a lot of military cats. It's just not challenging. You know, it's, uh, um, it's just not so – I'm not saying risque, but I'm just saying it's just not so um, just constant – Boom, boom, boom. Just need a lot of shit going on. Boom, to deal with. Uh, so now that the fact that this is potentially could be offered, I mean, you realize how many veterans are ultimately going to be swallowed on this piece. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot um, of things going on. Right. Prevention, stopping things before they start. Constant. Boom, boom, boom. This, this. I got this. I got this. Just in charge of a, of a whole sector of protecting, you know, um, I just think it's a, it's a win-win. Right. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. I, I, I love it. Love the concept. Love the idea. Um, it's amazing. I love how you've implemented something, like I said, with that detached and then go, okay, what am I going to do? Is, is this going to work or am I going to do the grocery thing? Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I love it. I love it. I mean, that's what makes this whole, you know, just country amazing. Come back, you set your mind, you take those 20 no's, all right? So for somebody listening, you might be at, you know, no number 52, all right? Well, okay. Well, this time it may take 60. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? You know, yeah. keep driving, keep going, keep pushing and find it. Keep, keep taking the no's. You know, it's one thing in my company, one of our core values is being persistent. 
I value that more than anything because I'm not the smartest guy in what I do. I'm damn sure not the best looking. Okay. I, I, I'm not the best talking any of that. I'm the guy that will take as many no's as you fucking give me. I'll ball them all up. I storm away. And then when I get the one yes, act like I got yes on the first time. I'm like a fucking kid at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's every time like that. And so there's never me getting beat. I may get beat down some, but I never get fucking beat. Yeah. And yeah. You, you can't beat people like that. You just can't win over them because they'll never give up. So, you know, man, I appreciate you telling me it was a little tough getting in the door. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what people need to know. You know, I mean, that's what they need to see. It was tough. I mean, it's always going to be tough, right? So not giving up, staying on the course and actually, you know, fucking committing to something and getting it done. So yeah. applaud you for that. Yeah. And believing in it. I mean, that that's just one thing. I wouldn't do it if I didn't believe in it. Yeah. It, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, uh, um, it's it, this whole, even I'm not talking about the act shooter. I'm just saying in canine and world, I'm, I'm changing the views of how to do things and, and implement things and, and train things at that. And, uh, it's proven. It's just, I have to prove it to, I call it the real world. Well, it seems like to me, it's, it's more like an art than a science. Yeah. It, it's like the cha-cha, you know, um, <laughs> it really is. I mean, it, it, the whole, this whole concept, it's like a big ballet. It's smooth. Um, yeah, you're going to have a hiccup. You're going to fall, but it's just how you get up. As long as you get up looking pretty, you're going to move on. You, you see where I'm getting at? There's yeah. guys who get up yeah. and it's all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it, man. This is, this is good stuff, Josh. Well, um, look, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, as I don't know if you got anything to add, but I, our podcast is focused around people or individuals. We call it, you know, like tier one. They're, they're trying to get over the first tier. They're trying to get over the first wall, right? Uh, maybe making that next step and how they grow their business, expand, take a chance, you know, jump and hope they fly, so to speak. Yeah. Um, any just solid advice? I mean, somebody taking something, developing it from nothing, and then not even having the quality of the animal, then having to go figure out how they're going to get that. I mean, what, what piece of advice would you like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, visualize. That's it. Dream it. Think about it over and over and over and over and over again. How, what are you going to do the next day? Think about it. Think about it. You don't have to, I, I write, I've been doodling on paper exactly what I'm going to speak next, what I'm going to say. It's not in words. I'm always visualizing. I'm writing it out and in my brain constantly. What's your end state? What is it that you want to do? You can break it off into a year plan or you can break it off six months plan, break it off day by day. That's fine but I visualize and I learned that in sniper school. So everything from getting your weapon, going down in your natural point of aim, taking the shot. There's a lot more things in that process, taking the shot, watching the round go out of the barrel, rising up, falling, hitting your target, your follow through all these things from one end from point A to point B visualize. So you can apply that. If you're sacking groceries, you know what I'm saying? Visualize walking yourself up to the end, grabbing the food, taking the sack, paper or plastic. I mean, there's just, there's so much. So it doesn't, so it's not just applied here. It's applied everywhere, but that's my, that is ultimately my secret. When you visualize and you go over and over and over in your head the next day, it just turns muscle memory because you've done it a hundred times. Right. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're just, you're just doing it because you thought it through. You've already done it. Visualization. Yep. 
That's uh, that's something that uh, in jujitsu they they kind of they tell you to, you know, yeah, we're going to be practicing a move or we're going to be doing something. We're going to be doing a choke today or, or whatever it may be. But it's about visualizing prior to going into jujitsu that day. It's like understand what you know what is the goal for today. Thinking about that constantly. So like I'm already thinking about having my arm around your throat prior to going into jujitsu. So that way up here. It's already game on. Oh, yeah. You don't even know about it. Yep. Right. So yep. I, lo- I, I love that, dude. I love that. I mean, uh, it's, it's simplicity at its finest, yeah. you know? I mean, anybody can come up with some complicated concepts, they'll lose you. That's it's one fucking word and just do it. Like, don't overthink it. Just do it. Do it. I love it. Man, it's interesting. How can, um, I mean, are you on Instagram? I mean, can people follow you? See more yeah, what you're I'm doing? on Instagram, uh, uh, K9 Tactical two four six, um, and then uh, Facebook uh, K9 Tactical, um, and that's C A N I N E, and uh, I update K9 Tactical daily, Instagram daily. Um, it's shit that you look at and you go, "What is going on?" <laughs> but, but this is the small things, you know. It's yeah. the small things uh, that I like. Other than that, you know, I have a website www.k9tactical.com. Um, that has a lot of the videos on there. YouTube, I have a lot of videos on there as well. But once again, you may look at them, you go, I don't understand it. Well, then good. Because if you if you look at it big picture, you see it. But yeah, right. it's all good. You know, it's made for you to kind of keep going and, and keep looking, you know. So. Get a little bit deeper into it. Yeah. Josh, I love it, man. It's been It's been fantastic having you on. People, go check him out. I mean, someone who's working to change how how working dogs work how we keep our schools safer how we keep our country safer how we keep um our veterans engaged once they're no longer um uh in the service so amazing things all come together takes big crazy ideas to do this kind of stuff i encourage you to do the same be bold like be brave and as josh put it fucking visualize it and there you go and if you can't figure it out go back to fucking groceries okay There you go. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. And and with that, grinders out.